have to get Pastor Mike up here to protect me. Yeah, he might. He, he might. That might be what happened. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. That's funny. Hey, what do y'all got a pen? I told him, I said, I'm about to get in trouble probably. I'm going to have to get Pastor Mike up here to, to protect him. He's, he's going to say, yeah, you're on your own, buddy. You deal with that. <laughs> oh, good morning, y'all. And uh, it is a good morning. And so, <laughs> did y'all have a good vacation? Or y'all went on vacation, right? All right, but you got some rest and relaxation, everything. Praise the Lord. That is a blessing right there. All right, right. I got you. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Do you want to share anything about that at all? Yeah, I was going to say, man, y'all are... That's all right. We got a full house here. It's filling up. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, we're not going to do a, a little talk today, okay? Just a, I'm picking at her. She's going to throw something at me in a minute. So, no. Um, I am, I'll just go ahead and start. Uh, if you, uh, yeah. Everybody sit down and be quiet. No. <laughs> you have a praise report. All right. Well, praise the Lord. That's good. Congratulations. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anybody, any uh, real quick prayer requests, praise report? Yeah. Still need a car. Well, we just speak that into existence for you and believe, God, that the, your needs are met according to his riches and glory. Oh, you need prayer. Yes, amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. Okay. All right. Well, anybody else? Okay. Well, well, Lord, we'll just lift them up. Lord, we just thank you for right now that we just pray your word, pray according to your word, and we thank you, Lord, that uh, our victory was guaranteed to us before the foundation of this earth was ever laid. Lord, and we speak healing into those bodies, and Lord, we call that into existence. We uh, agree with your word and speak that out over them, that all needs are met according to your riches and glory, whether it's uh, financial, whether it's um, just peace on a trip or Whatever, Lord, we just say that you are more than enough, and you are I am, and we are grateful to you for all that you are to us, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, all right, y'all. Well, um, the Lord is, I, I'm always very honored whenever I get to teach this class, and um, uh, I can't tell you how grateful I, I am uh, to our pastors for allowing me to do that and you know I think the first couple times maybe in the back of my mind the devil's going they're just making sure you're not crazy <laughs> you know or something she's then Pastor Andrew she's like right on the front row so she can catch it Pastor Mike's back there, you know no yeah something about him <laughs> yeah yeah it wasn't the devil it was actually happening so <laughs> but <laughs> yeah but they're not judging me so but anyways yeah, that's okay. That's okay. You know, it is. So, yeah, no. Um, I know. I do count it an honor, because, and I don't take it lightly in any way. And uh, for this class, I will say that uh, I do 
I put forth the time to hear from the Lord so that I, I feel like that I'm in the vein of what they've been teaching and what the Holy Spirit is trying to get over to this body. And so this, this week, um, you know, I have, I have been studying a lot of different things, but um, yet last week we talked about spiritual law, if he was here, um, how things don't just haphazardly happen. Uh, the scriptures talks about a curse when a curse alights. It says, a curse without cause shall not come. And there's a reason, and I'm not talking about the mystical reason that people go, well, God has a reason. Well, the reason is for a lot of us is because we're dumb sometimes. And that's the reason. And, I mean, I'm not trying to call anybody names or anything even remotely like that. But I'll give you an example of somebody that goes down and uh, they've been born again and they decide they're going to rob a store. Uh, but they've been born again at some point in their life. The one that you're going to hear in here is, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't, don't do it. And the whole time you're trying to override that, you're going against it. You're going against it. You're going against it. And then you go down there and, you've, you know, right before you go in, you're like, oh, man. But you go in and you do it anyways. And then you get sent to prison that's the first person that'll be laying there. God, why did you let this happen to me? You know, and that is a picture of how a lot of times spiritual things happen. And so things don't just haphazardly happen. Yes, there's things that we don't understand. There's things that we can't control with our, you know, there's things that you have to seek God for and gain the wisdom of. But the scripture says that if we come to him and seek wisdom and ask wisdom in faith, he will give it to us. And so, and the things that we don't know how to pray for as we ought, if we pray in the Holy Ghost, then we, we, are, the, we are the executors of the covenant. And you have got a responsibility to stand in your place and speak words out of your mouth. You got to realize that man has the authority in the earth. And we talked about that. We've talked about the authority, the spiritual authority, and how you walk in that authority. And so God is looking for people that will speak his word without apology, without hesitation, without watering it down, unadulterated, 100%. And that is why I enjoy being around this group of people because... You know, I, I'm not, I've committed myself to the Lord, and I've just told him, you know, whatever you tell me to say, that's what I'll say. Um, and I'm going to follow the Lord, and I'm not going to water it down, and I'm not going to compromise it, and I am going to not be one of the people that bow the knee. And there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, and God is, i give you a picture of what God is, I believe, is, is in my heart today is, you know, in the beginning, the very first page of the Bible, you know, God said, let there be light. And God needs us to stand up and proclaim and speak light when there's darkness. If you can't see that there's darkness out there right now, something's wrong, you know. <laughs> you know, and so our job is, like, I, I really, well, this is kind of the picture I saw when I was thinking about, you know, God's sitting there ready to say, let there be light. And you know, 10 Christians walk up behind him and go, man, it sure is dark out there. Look at that. Have you heard? That looks like we're in the bottom of the barrel, man. It is so dark. Oh, my gosh. It's just a man. And you got 10 people using their authority to add to a problem that's already in existence. Now, the people that have the spiritual authority um, and have found how it works and use it, you're working against them, and they're going to be working against you. And we need to, as a body, grow up collectively and corporately, come together in agreement, and all be speaking the same thing. And so these days, we're in a place in time right now. We're at the end of time. Um, if you don't believe that, go read your Bible. Um, and we are in a place where we've had years and years of We've been taught faith. We've been taught principles. We've been taught authority. We've been taught all these things. But there's a time when you get put into service. And uh, boot camp, 
there's not a lot of time for boot camp anymore. So some of these things you need to already be settled on. And if you're still kicking around with, don't get me wrong, if, if it's something you need to go listen to, you need to go feed your faith on or whatever, then please, by all means, I, I encourage you to do that. But you might want to start putting in six or seven hours a day doing it because we don't have a lot of time left. And I say that. Uh, saying that if you're still kicking around the thought of, is it God's will for me to be healed? Is it God's will for me to be at peace? Is it God's will for the good things to come in my life? Is it God's will for me to be prosperous? Is it God's will for me to have money? Is it God's will for all these things? Yes. The answer is yes. Definitely 100% sure. And that's great that I know that and I can say that. But it's got to be in the heart. It's got to be in the mouth. It has to be acted on the people, uh, the, the uh, when, um, what am I trying to say, children of Israel, the, the scripture talks about it. the word of God has to be mixed with faith, just like water or milk in a cake or something. You've got to mix it with faith, and if you don't, it won't work. It's just dead. It's dead on its own, and so what the Lord, this is what I believe that the Lord has put on my heart, is I feel like I Paul Revere. <laughs> really, I do. I feel like Paul Revere that I am telling you, we've heard it all our life, right? You know, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. But I'm telling you, Jesus is coming. And what we're, I've heard you speak on it, and, and there's a mentality in most people that they are just trying to hold out until Jesus comes. And that's not going to get it. You have got to get to the place where you are ready for war. And I'm not talking about a physical war. I'm not. I'm not talking about violence. I'm not talking about hurting people in the natural. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But we are talking about the spirit of death, the spirit of hate, the spirit of fear, all of those things. And so you've got to get to the place where you can come up to death and look it right square in the eye and go, I am not afraid of you at all, period, end of story. And that is a journey. It's a, you know, you have got to put the time in the word. If you think you're going to go out there into that world right now and look around, uh, all day long and then come home and turn on the news and listen to the news and hop on Facebook and look at every, what everybody's saying, this, that, and the other. Now, I'm not bashing all listening to the news. I'm not bashing Facebook maybe a little bit, but um, that it's not going to work like that. You have got to feed yourself. And so um, I asked the Lord, or so last week we talked about um, spiritual law and how things are not um, less exact in the spirit, but more exact. That they are here because certain things were put into motion. I gave the example of if we all got on top of a building, we all jumped off one at a time, we all know exactly what would happen. We One at a time, splat, 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 splat. If you had a big gigantic power line ran through here that had or we could pull one of these walls. This is how simple it is. You were an electrician when you passed the mic. So if I was to take the cover off of that thing and go and stick my finger in there, that would probably be bad, right? Yeah, it would wake you up. And so I dare say, unless it just shorted the whole thing out, um, if we lined up in a line, all of us, one at a time and go, well, I don't think God will, it's not God's will for me to get shocked and stick your finger in there. How stupid. That would answer the lifelong question of how stupid can you get. And, and so you would get the same result, every one of us. And so those type of laws that an electrician works by or um, whatever, you could take that over into so many places. The law, those laws were birthed from the spirit. The laws of physics, the laws of all of that stuff, we've talked about some of that stuff, came out of this realm and created those laws. And the reason that the world can't get in and understand why those laws work is because light created them and they don't believe in light. That's the simplicity of it. 
and you could write a million books, but that's the short and skinny of what you're going to get. They have to um, acknowledge the creator in order for them to receive from that uh, realm. And so we are believing that Jesus is the light and that we are the candle of the Lord, our spirit, and that that light is imparted to us and that light is always speaking to us and creating in us. And um, so anyways, and so I asked the Lord yesterday, I said, Lord, I said, you got so many people and I've heard Pastor Mike preach on it again and again, but like um, you were created for this time. I asked the Lord, I said, why do you pick me? I feel like, man, I'm kind of rough around the edges a little bit. I don't always say things right. I don't always do things right. You know, I feel like sometimes I mess up a lot, you know, and I'm like, Lord, why in the world do you have me going to do the Paul Revere stuff? I mean, I'm, you know, just let me like, I don't know, sew flags or something. I don't know, you know. (laughs) And uh, so he said, because you're quick to repent. You're quick to repent. And every time that you repent, the Lord said this to me the other day. It was so good. It says that, you know, Lord, how many times can I do this? And you say, um, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not advocating sin. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying when you do, you don't intentionally miss it. But when you do, you're quick to go, my bad. You know, I repent. Sorry, Lord. Let's get this right next time. And so, um, with that said, the Lord said to me, I I had repented and asked him to forgive me of something, and he said, that scripture came to my mind about how many times, and he said, you know, every time that you confess this to me is the first time, right? And I was like, that just hit me, that, wow, man, what that's representing is it's, there's no, there's not a limit on it. But what that does when you get that imparted to your spirit is it gives you the desire. It's him that works into you to will and to do. That It puts that desire in you. You awake to righteousness and sin not. It gives you the, the power. The power is revealed to you. And now not only do you not want to do it, you're kind of, and that's how it works. You're like, no, man, I don't want to do that stuff. You know what I mean? And so, you, the goodness of God wakes us up. And so, I wanted to read some statistics. That was a long introduction, but it, it, I, I was praying yesterday, and this is what I believe the Lord said to me, is just in my heart, I was just praying, and it was like, study the kind of the spiritual law part of it some, but I got some stuff I want to say. And I was like, okay, well, I want to be there. <laughs> you know, he's like, but, but... I did look up some things, and I believe that the Spirit of the Lord does. It's a, that Paul Revere thing, just the Lord is coming. Look, guys, he wants to bless you. He wants to heal you. He wants you blessed. He wants you prosperous. He needs you prosperous. He needs you blessed. He needs you healed where you can go out there. We got a short time. You need to get out there. So no more questioning. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I understand if people are in some places where you need to continue to build your faith. I'm going to still listen on healing stuff. But we need to forever settle, is it God's will? Is it God's will? Will he do it? Jesus never once, I, can ever, I can't think of anywhere in the New Testament where he said, no, nah, I ain't doing that. You know, I'm going to go and I'm going to lay hands on you and part cancer to you. No, it's not in there. He said... People, he, I can almost see him just put, get a big smile on his face. If you will, you can make me whole. If I will, if you can believe, I can do anything. You know? And he's like, of course I'll, of course I will do it. Of course. Not, he's looking, he's longing, he's wanting. That was his whole beef when, with the children of Israel. You know, they got out there and they started worshiping these other gods and stuff like that. And he's always wanting his kids back. And those were, the children of Israel were friends of a friend of his. We're his kids. And so, you know, he, he, would you give your kid something that's evil? No. So, anyways, moving on to this, I looked up some statistics and talking about, uh, like, messing up and, you know, the condemnation, and sometimes you have to get over those things, and there are spiritual laws 
that that we they're in place. There is no condemnation for those who walk according to the Spirit, basically. Now, if you want to try and live your life in, in sin and live a life of sin, yeah, there's some condemnation out there, and it's you might get truckloads of it. But for someone that's got a heart to repent and a heart to serve God, then there's no condemnation. Um, in 1923, Babe Ruth led the league in home runs. He had 41 home runs for the season, and he led the major leagues. And at the same time, he a lot of people don't know this because 1923 was his, his star season. He had 93 strikeouts. He led the league in strikeouts. And it's because he swung the bat so hard that he would fall in the dirt. And they interviewed him, and they said, Babe, man, don't you think you ought to lighten up on that swing some? And his response was, don't pity me. Pity them pitchers, it only takes one. You know? And so I've heard people... I've heard people preach on that before, but I saw something yesterday that I've never saw before. And so I was le reading all of the major league stats, and, you know, baseball was the game that I played when I was you know, younger and stuff. And he had 170 walks. And you sit there and go, 170 walks? Well, how did that happen? Because you have a pitcher on the mound going, have you, ever, you know what an intentional walk is? When, you know, the, the catcher's down here doing this right here, trying to give the pitcher signals, and the pitcher's going. And then he finally goes, okay, and then he starts to wind up. But at that point, whenever the ump or he, the pitcher's like, the, the catcher does like this, and he steps out like this so that he'll throw the ball so far over here that he won't even get a chance to hit it with the bat. And... If you divide that, I'm, I'm decent at math, it was 170 walks up against 41 home runs is 4.1 times at the plate. 4.1 times at the plate, the pitcher wouldn't even throw the ball to him because he was afraid, he was in fear that if I do that, he's gonna, he is going to knock the leather off of that ball. And... You know, he might just hit a line drive and hit me right in the face with it, you know. And so, <laughs> but now I did look up, there's difference between a walk and an intentional walk. But over half of those walks were intentional. And so that means that if you cut that number in half, that means that, or rough, this is a rough rounding, you know. One out of three times the pitcher would throw to him. Two out of three times he wouldn't even throw to him. And two out of the other three times, he was probably trying to keep it as far away from that strike zone, but right where it was right where the bat couldn't get to it. But they were afraid of him, and he knew it. And he, he just, he lived, he said, never live your life afraid to strike out. And that's how he lived. And um, I wished he would have been a preacher, <laughs> you know, but... That, that is our example. We've got to get to the place. I was listening to something yesterday, and the, the fellow was talking about, he said, the war horses, when they train the war horses, these war horses, they get to where um, it's in Deuteronomy. And uh, see, I, I, I actually may just look at that. Um, he talks about the war horse. And when he's trained, he loves to hear the roar of the battle, and he loves to feel the quiver when it's hitting him, and they're you know going into battle, and he's fearless, and the, his nostrils flare, and it says the flaring of his nostrils is terrible, and he's just, you know, and, and that he's just he's he's it says he's no no fear of the sword, and he's the type you, people say, well I might die, well he's the type that runs straight in there. And the sword might go all the way through him, but his nostrils are going to be flaring, and he's, that's how he's going to die. And that's the type of what the Holy Ghost is looking for this day and time. People that will stand up and say what is right and what is wrong, 
and proclaim. And this is what the Lord, um, I'm doing this as a, more as a, uh, I'm not, I don't ever want you to think, I'm only going to say this once because I don't want to have to hash it out every time, you know, that I get up and talk to people. I proved what I could do before the Lord came to me. Uh, and got in my life and got inside of me and I started living for him. I was a failure going somewhere to happen. And I did it a lot. I, nothing I did succeeded. And so anything that I say to you, all, all gifts come from the Father of light. So, you know, there's no shadow of turning. Uh, it's all what the Lord's put in me and I give him 100% full credit and praise for for what he has done for me. So um, understand that I am talking of the Lord, not of myself. And, but one of the um, big things that, that, that we kind of overlook, you know, the scripture talks about fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. And, you know, J.R., he's going with Jesus. And Jesus could have turned to him and said anything in the world when that guy, or he, you know, come up, hey, your daughter's dead. Don't trouble him anymore. Don't trouble him. But he didn't. He turned to him and said, fear not. Only believe. Only believe. Fear not. And he did. And so this is, we talked, and I couldn't make the connection. Last week, I was really on spiritual law and how those laws worked. And I didn't know if I would be able to connect that. But what it is, is those laws are out there. And then in the scripture, let me see, I've got some of this down. Uh, Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith, meekness, and temperance. And then at the end it says, against such there is no law. So what does that mean? That means that on the inside of you, you have those fruits. Remember the Kleenex box thing I did? Pulled everything out of this box, stuck it in this box, everything out of this box, stuck it in this box. Well, that's what's happened to you, and those are the fruits of the Spirit that the Lord has placed in you. And when you exercise those according to the Word of God, what that's saying, these are spiritual forces and spiritual laws, and you as a spiritual police officer is putting those laws out there, we're policing this planet with those laws, there is not a law, against such there is no law, there is not a law that can supersede that and overcome you. And so when you walk in love, when you keep that faith and patience out there and you don't back up and you enforce it and enforce it and enforce it, the devil will try to hold on as long as he can, but in the end, he can't sustain an attack that will overcome him. It will cause him to let go at some point. And so the Lord has been giving this to me as like showing me from like a, a, it's not that we're, I'm not talking about legalism and I'm not talking about the law like the Pharisees and the Sadducees the law. I'm talking about spiritual principles that work. And that's what Jesus was always trying to share with his disciples and that these are the principles of life. Yeah, the law says this, and you got to obey the law, but when we get into the black and white of some of it, this is what it means, you know, and, okay, but, <laughs> let's see, all right, Lord, give me just a second. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's not. Mm hmm. Right, right. Yeah. 
Yes. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yeah. 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 And the spirit uh, and it says that the the scripture says that the law wasn't made for the righteous man. It, you know. Yeah. We were. Yeah. And, you know, we have like really we could say two laws, but really only one. Love the Lord. If you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and desire to serve him, you're going to love your neighbors yourself. Why? Because you don't have that love that's just um, inherent, you know, innate inside of you. That's yeah. It, he has to impart that love in you and through you. If if I, you know, I, I think of when my mother, she would give me $50 when I was a kid and my aunt would take me to the store so I could buy Christmas presents for her because I didn't have a job. I didn't have money. I needed to get money from my, you know, my parents to go and buy something for my parents. So it's the same thing. We have to go to the Lord and receive that love, not only for others, but for ourselves and treat ourselves. That's something the Lord's really been ministering to me lately is forgiving yourself, treating yourself with respect and speaking good things over yourself because like Pastor Mike preached on the internal voice a while back. And I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I've been like, I'm so stupid, man. I freaking hate myself. You're freaking, you know, <laughs> freaking hate myself. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> but that's the voice that I hear, whether it's right or wrong, that's what I hear, and the Lord has gotten me past that, and I have to, he's been helping me, but man, it's opened up my, just, you know, it's done everything, what you got? Yeah, yeah. They are laws. They are supernatural laws. Mm -hmm. You will die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. We can supersede those laws, but not until we're walking into the law. When we're walk, you got to walk in the laws that you know first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, the 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 spirit the laws that uh, the devil operates by, he didn't create. The devil can't create anything. He has to take the real law and make you pervert it, so that he doesn't have anything original. Those laws that govern death are just perverted by him. He gets you to operate them. He gets it. He had to get in Eve's mind and in her mouth and use her authority to get that. It's like turning a shotgun around. Yeah, and a snake in the form of a serpent. Mm -hmm. Uh uh. Or an angel or. That's right. Yeah. He needed a human to say it. I'm. And I'm thoroughly convinced, and I mean, I won't, but I, I'm thoroughly convinced that I don't know that there were any, that the snake physically talked. Uh, but I don't know, that's not really here nor there, but it's something, yeah, right. Everything that walked, creeped and walked. Yeah, yeah. And so when she exercised that, and God also told them the day you eat it, you're going to die. Well, they walked around for 900 more years or whatever, but did, did, 
did. So did God lie? Uh-uh. No, the light snuffed out right then. And the authority was transferred to the devil. And that's what he told Jesus on the Mount of Temptation. He said, see all these kingdoms? These have been given to me. And um, if you bow down and worship me, you can have them. Well, you, well, the devil was lying. Okay, then why was it a temptation? It wasn't lying. So we have the dominion, and that's what Jesus has restored to us, is that authority and dominion. And so um, where I'm going with this is, um, did you have something real quick? I just... Yeah. 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 Mm hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Mm hmm. That's right. Yeah. And the. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think about like um, you know I wake up, you start learning some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you start learning some of this stuff. You might wake up in the morning and just get the attitude, hey, I want to find me a devil and just twist his neck real good, you know, and, you know, I'm serious, but that is not what we're called to do. We're not called to go out and hunt devils when we run across a devil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yes, that, but you know what, they won't throw the... They won't throw the pitch straight over the plate. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and there's very few instances. If you read in the Word, now that one was an exception, the man with the gatherings. But the majority of the time when the devil's do manifest, um, and I have ran into that before um, on several occasions, and it's just shut up and come out. It should, that's it. That's it. Shut up and come out. And, you know. Yeah. 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 But that's right. So, what I'm the end kind of the end of where I'm going to or with all of this is seeing that things are not haphazardly or accidentally or anything. The devil is very aware, and it's it's relatively difficult for him in some cases in some cases to have things happen to you because he has to have the cooperation of people. And the Lord is funny. And the Holy Spirit often has, it's hard for things to happen to you because he has to have the cooperation of people. He has a sense of humor. I was talking. <laughs> but, okay, so that, that is true. And, um, but we should be able to be aware of what we can wield as a weapon. You know, um, I believe that, Part of my calling as a teacher is if it's so simple in the natural. If you're a mechanic and you know what size socket goes on this size bolt, you go to your socket set and you get that socket and you take it over there. You don't just go grab any wrench and just start. You are very precise and very specific on what you need for that job, the right tool for the right job. And so what I believe the Lord is telling us to do and that has come in my heart so big particularly over the last few months is that we are kind of at the end of this deal and he needs just the same way in Ezekiel 37 I don't have time to go through all of it but he came to the man and he said son of man 
Can these bones live? If you're not familiar with the story, he brought the hand of the Lord, brought him out, and circled him around to see all of the bones. And then he asked him, son of man, can these bones live? And the man, his first answer was, oh, you know, Lord. And I, I actually wrote, or I, I found one translation that it says, uh, let's see, then the Lord said to me, son of man, can these bones come to life? And I said, Lord God, only you know the answer to that question. Well, you know, if that's our response right now to can this atmosphere out here change? Well, Lord, you know, only you know the answer to that. I mean, what's going to happen? He's been teaching us spiritual authority. The Lord told me, like, okay, so if you have, if I, my dad had a business, let's say my dad had a business and went into another uh, country or whatever and left the business with me the first day on the job I go sit down at my desk and somebody calls and asks me and says hey um, you know I need you to move this money from here to here or whatever well let me call my dad and I you know I call him I finally get a hold of him and he says well what did I tell you before I left I mean you've got the full authority you've got okay and then oh, okay yeah 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 dad I'm gonna do that okay click you know we don't, we're not owning our authority. Anything you don't take and own your authority that God has delegated to you, it will be defaulted to someone else, another entity, and it's, he's not our friend. And so I don't need to call dad everything I'm going to say. What the Lord is looking for people, he said, son of man, prophesy, tell them bones what you want, speak to the wind, tell it. We need to be telling you know, all of this, all that stuff out here, you know what? There's going to be very wealthy men and women in this nation that are going to have a radical conversion and start using all of their resources to fund the gospel. Well, how do you know that? Because I just said it. There are going to be, how, how can you say that? Watch. There are going to be people out there that are wealthy that are going to be radically converted, and they're going to use their resources for the gospel. And the wicked, all of the wicked, the, the, their conversations are going to be revealed. And we're going to know, well, how can you say that? How do you? Because I just said, the wicked, God has given me the authority, not because I'm special, I ain't not, you know, but because he said, I know he told me to do it, and I'm telling you to do it. And, and when we start doing that and advancing, occupying till he comes, advancing on the enemy and stop being victims and getting your little old feelings hurt and getting offended and all of that, every time somebody turns around because they didn't compliment you on your nice shoes or whatever, and we start walking in the adulthood and the authority and the maturity of Christ and speaking and taking him serious. He said, Jesus said, behold, I give you the keys. You've got the keys. You know, he said, I got the keys to hell and death. There you go. Where's that at? Right there. Life and death, power of the tongue. And so say what you want. You know, you don't have to go pray about everything. Use your authority. That's what God's looking for. And then. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you. No. Mm-mm. Yes. Yeah. That's where most Yeah, yeah, but what it says, delight yourself. Our job is to delight ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then on the on the flip side of 
that is, you know, Jesus talked about whatever you ask. Whatever, and, and so we're not talking about an irresponsible person. What we're talking about is someone that has a heart to change when the Lord leads it, but you're not afraid. Well, he's, yeah, yeah, quick to repent, but and unafraid and unashamed to speak and know that when those words come out, they are backed by the power of the Holy Ghost and like a flood. Uh, you know, and that's what I see is the five, the Lord, I just saw five gigantic um, pipes, like inlets of water, just, and then prophet, the apostle, the pastor, the teacher, all of those things flowing together, and then those people, they're saying this, and then we're joining in, and the rivers of living water are just, and we're going to create something so powerful and so overwhelming for the enemy that there won't be a crack or a crevice or a little thing. I mean, it's going to flow into everything and it's going to knock everything down. Yeah. Cut off their thumbs. Mm, that's good. That's good. We have cut off Israel and we, because the scripture says that the five-folders, they are what? To a clip their saints. Saints. The work, work of the ministry. There you go. But when we, uh, you know what? I'm believing God for a supernatural healing of thumbs then. You know what I'm saying? We're growing some thumbs out, baby. Maybe get two of them on each hand. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but, but I didn't say the Lord told me that either. But, but what I am saying is this is the principle. If you take away anything from this, the principle, the heart of what I'm saying is when we get on board unafraid and start speaking to that mess out there unafraid and advancing the roman armor used to it would connect together where you could make one wall and you just start walking toward the enemy you know until you walk up over him and and, and that's the mean uh playtime's over yeah and we did we and we are and we're still fine yeah there's people that's what this is all about is this is who you are you know, and so when you step up and step into that, man, and that's the, he'll throw the ball over the plate one out of every five times. You're going to need to be looking for these peripheral attacks over here and stuff. Amen. You know what I mean? Amen. So, anyways, all right, I'm done. If you, whatever you got. I will also tell you that I listened to a great sermon this morning that I think fits with this. It's John G. Lake. I don't know if any of you look on YouTube. Lots of John G. Lake sermons are out there. And this one was called The Law of the Spirit, which was so good. It wasn't very long this morning. Listen to it. It was fabulous. It fits in with this. When The first day we were on vacation, and Mike and I got there early um, because we wanted time just to be, because we knew when the kids got there, it was all hands on deck, you know. And so we, we went out to the beach the very first day, early in the morning, like 7.30. I mean, one of the first ones out there, and we sat down, and yeah, oh, I get up super, I'm a four o'clock in the morning girl. Amen. So then um, I, Mike took off on his walk of the beach, and here he goes, and I'm sitting there with my little chair, and I've got my phone, and the Lord is just giving me things, and I'm, I'm in my notes on my iPhone. I'm just typing, 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 you know, I'm just typing. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this guy comes up to me in his underwear. Now, this is a family, I'm really, 7.30 in the morning in his underwear. What the, what? Yeah. And he just, he's drunk out of his mind. I mean, so drunk. He's just like, and this is really, this is, the, I've been going to Dolphin Island since Jacob was eight. This has never happened. And he's just out there, and it's just, and he's drunk, and he's like, and it's all, and he's in the waves, and he's just so drunk. And I'm just, I'm like, and you can't really, I can't understand him. I'm not, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm just trying to like, yeah, okay, you know. And he's walking out waist high in the water and coming back. I'm like, this guy's going to drown. 
you know, and he comes back up and then he looks and he won't leave me alone. He goes and talks to some guys over here setting up chairs and he comes back to me and he won't leave me alone. So finally he says, my girlfriend gave me these, 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 these swimming trunks. They have hearts all over them. I know underwear. And he says, he said, aren't they cute? I said, well, I wouldn't call them cute. I might call them interesting. He went, what do you mean? I said, well, when you go fishing for a compliment, you might catch a turtle. And he went, oh, I get what you're saying. And he's just going, carrying on and carrying on. So then he wanders off, stumbles off a little bit, and he keeps going. So I decide I'm going to get up and go, because this guy won't leave me alone. I'm telling you, whenever you're flowing in the anointing, it doesn't matter. People who have a spirit, it's like a magnet. I'm like, really? But then I'm, I'm going to go find Mike. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell him. This guy's like stalking me. I hate to, I hate to jump on a guy in his underwear on the beach. I'm on vacation. So I take off walking. Well, I don't realize it, but just a little ways away, because I'm just, I'm out there, I'm not staring at people. His friend is with him in his underwear. It was a two-man thing in their underwear. And this guy is sitting up on the bank in his underwear, sitting Indian style, watching the idiot in the water. And he's out there, you know, well, I don't know what came over, well, I know what came over me. I just walked up to the guy. And I said, do you know him? Yes. Is he with you? Yes. I said, I don't know why I said this. I said, you need to do something about him because he is under an evil spirit, a spirit of darkness. And when I said that, that guy jumped up, just eyes full of tears and said, where do you go to church? And I said, I said, well, my husband and I are pastors in Dallas. He said, he said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He just starts going off on all of this stuff. And he, he tells me his name and he shakes my hand. And here this guy is in his underwear. And he's talking, you know, and I've got this guy. And I'm like, wow, this is getting weird. And he's like, he's just saying, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just, I'm, I said, is he drunk? He said, no, he's just this way. I said, so he's just a natural idiot? He said, no, he's drunk. I said, well, I'll tell you what, this is quite early to be drinking. I suspect you're alcoholics. Right? 7.30 is the drunk hour. I mean, that's an odd hour for people who are casual drinkers. They've been drunk all night. And he said, he said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He said, he said, you know, just have a good, I'm going to, he is, he is, I'm going to go get him. And so I take off. And we go, and we, me and Mike walk, the, and I catch up with Mike, and I'm like, something weird's going on. i got these underwear guys following me. <laughs> He's like, God, can't you stay out of trouble? <laughs> I'm confronting men in their underwear. Of course I am. So we come back. Yeah, so we come back, and, this, and then this guy, the first underwear guy, starts talking to Mike. And Mike starts talking to him. I mean, his brother committed suicide. He starts talking. You know, by this time we get back, they're both drinking Gatorade. And so we come back, and this, and this guy, then this, this one man, he's sitting over there. He's still just somehow stunned. He's stunned. And so he comes over, and I said, Mike, and I, I remembered his, I knew his name. He just told me his name once, and I said, this is Chris. I said, Chris, this is my husband, Mike. And when I remembered his name... We had already prayed for underwear guy one. He wanted us to pray for him. When we prayed for him, he goes, oh, I feel, oh, my gosh, why do I have chills all over me? And then Chris came over, and he said, I want that prayer too. He said, he said I'm an alcoholic, and I don't know how to quit doing this. I've been doing it every day for 15 years and I just want it to stop now isn't that amazing I'm just going to the beach I didn't pray Lord use me I didn't pray anything but I learned that the law of the spirit of life not only sets you free from the law of sin and death 
but that law flows through you and impacts every area of death that you come in contact with. And I did nothing but allow the, the words I used were odd. He's under a spirit of darkness. That's not really words I go around using. But it was the words that the Holy Spirit spoke to, through me that hit something in him that awakened him. And that's what we are. That's what we are. That's kingdom building. That's kingdom living. And that is our opportunity to say, Lord, let nothing hinder the flow of the spirit of life coming through me and let no sickness, no disease, no lie of the enemy, no lie of lack, no lie of depression and let everything that is contradictory to the word of truth be dealt with by the wrath of God even if it means it gets real uncomfortable for me because how many of you like your established systems of thinking and operating dealt with when it's comfortable for you. Sure, you want the Lord to deal with your poverty, but you don't want him to deal with your greed. You want the Lord to deal with your sickness. You don't want him to deal with your sin. You want the Lord to deal with your depression. You don't want him to deal with your conversation. This is how it works. Because they're not mutually exclusive. They are integrated. And so I speak what he said, speaking the words of life. God has been speaking this to me so much, but he says, everything you declare, it has to first be established in you or you are unstable in all of your ways. And sometimes I find that the establishment of that in me is quite a different story than me seeing and established around me. Because whether I like it or not, I am the gate of heaven. I'm a gate. I'm a gate. That's what the house Bethel, you are. A gate. This is none other, Jacob said, than Bethel. The house, the gate of heaven. And so everything that comes through you is either an advertisement for God that you would be proud of or an advertisement for God that you would not be quite so proud of. And we can disclaim all we want to. But the reality is, if the law of sin and death is more powerful than the law of the spirit of life, then we should close the doors and go home. But if it's not, then let us operate in the law of the spirit of life. It set us free from the law of sin and death. Amen. Right. Yeah. Right. I can't. Yeah, that would make me such a hypocrite. Right. Yeah. 
You know, and we wouldn't, and that the Lord knows that. Yeah. Right. I can't tell people to repent if I'm not repentant. Right. Right. <laughs> it's just amazing, yeah. and I love it. it. So I love cool. it. Hey, how are you, ma'am? Somebody almost broke in our house oh, the no. other night, and somebody heard like her knocking on the windows. Nacy called the police. Are y'all all right? Yes, and maybe it's some teenager boys doing maybe. that. Be, be, just being Wow, I'm glad that y'all are they knocked on the window. Nacy called the police, and guess what they did? What? To our one cell in the van. Oh, they punched it with their fist, and there were a big crack on the window sill. And they shoot a hole inside a van. So what y'all do is pray every night, Lord, protect our property and all of our possessions. He pray yeah. right now. Lord, I pray that you would protect this house that these girls live in and all their property and their possessions. We just ask that angels would stand round about them and that every outstretched arm against them would be broken in the name of Jesus and you would protect them. Oh, God. pray Amen. for the guinea pig 